the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Good day and welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, talking investing, and talking much, much more. Stock market into the year. Holy mackerel. What do we got? Like, can't be that many more trading days left. What? Five this week? Five? Not even five next week. Woo. Got some markets where they're going to be closed early. Got some people that are going to head home. Volatility will probably not be as dramatic as it should be. We should lean one way or another based on sentiment. Will there be a Santa Claus rally? So far, no one seems to be eager to buy the dip. Something has changed in the last month, uh, six weeks, eight weeks. Instead of buying the dip, we're selling the rally. So buy the dip to the rescue. Nope, not so much. So the markets opened lower today. There's a negative bias on the markets. It seems like a perilous market where two, three months ago it seemed lovely. It's like a bad pirate movie scene, you know. Oh, there's a storm coming. We got in that storm now. When does it slow down? When do we get more trade certainty versus uncertainty? When do we get more political certainty versus uncertainty? When do we get that growth wasn't just a one-time relief hit with tax cuts? Because that's turning into a headwind and no longer a tailwind. When do we get monetary policy certainty? The Federal Reserve lowered interest rates to basically say, hey, world grow. Now you've got the European Union who's got interest rates near zero, and they're not growing as much as they should be or could be, and they're, they're perilously, perilously close to a recession. Then you get, um, so the policy meeting this week from the Federal Reserve will be a big one. Widely expected that they raise interest rates. It's widely expected that if they don't, then we're all going to say, wait, wait, why did you put the brakes on? What do you know that we don't about the economy slowing? So in this case, we're kind of damned if we do. Damned if we do it. Don't. So the weather outside is frightful. So this time of year, the, it, it tends to be kind of a, a market that's you know poised for a seasonal bounce. Right now, it is a market that is oversold. Now, things can change. We may get that bounce in the last eight, nine sessions of the year, but maybe not. I don't know when we're going to get that certainty on trade, on politics. Seven of the 10 S&P 500 sectors are in correction, so it's not like we haven't already corrected, or it's not like a majority of the damage has already been done as far as correction goes, but what about bear market? Former leadership stocks aren't aren't leading us. Sometimes you look for that. They've gone from literally like, woohoo, you're leading the market. You are the king of New York City. Go straight up to the penthouse there. Now they're like, man, I'm going to stay in the outhouse a little bit longer before I come back in. 
Cyclical sectors are behaving in a way that refutes positive proclamations that the economic outlook is growing cheery. The major indices have fallen between 8.9% for the Dow Jones Industrial Average to 16.8% for the Russell 2000 small cap companies all in the fourth quarter. It's been a fourth quarter blood massacre. How you feel about that? Feel like a winner? I feel like a winner. So NHAB housing market index for December. That's out there. It could be a market mover given that the deepening concerns about the slowdown in the housing market is going to slide over. So we got that to pay attention to. Remember, some of the things we worry about is is auto slowing down, is finance, or the banks slowing down. Um, housing. You know, if you take money out of your house to go buy another house and it slows down, then did you just get a double whammy of twice as much leverage on the, on the lowdown? A lot of people are watching the 10-year treasury. Sitting at 2.86% saying, a couple weeks ago, I could, I could have locked in a mortgage way higher than it is now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doubting that. Definitely not doubting that. But 2.86%, we were playing with 3.3, 3.4. Maybe we go to 3.5. Right? So the Home Builders Index uh, segment we watch. The Automakers is a segment we watch. I would say those are kind of like the important ones on a lot of levels. The Fed meeting today. And as we get data from them, they meet on December 18th and 19th. And by the end of the 19th, Wednesday, um, we'll see where we stand. Wednesday is typically known as hump day. Will hump day be known as the day that the market got back over its hump and back on its feet? There was a little bit of a development that I saw this weekend that I was like, I'm, I'll pay attention to that on Monday. Federal judge in Texas ruled that the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare, is unconstitutional and struck it down in its entirety. One of the things a lot of people don't realize is how many judges presidents get to post in lower courts. Not just the Supreme Court, but in lower courts. So it looks like it's heading towards the Supreme Court. The Affordable Care Act, and basically tied towards taxes. Can we tax one citizen in the state to pay for the health care at another. The news should kick up some trading dust in the healthcare sector, in my opinion. And when you kick up trading dust, it kind of gives everyone kind of breathes kind of <coughs> kind of way, right? Or is that when you, you eat my meatloaf? Uh, Madison Square Garden uh, is publicly traded. And the New York Knicks owner, James Dolan, is considering selling the team. That's kind of, you want to own a basketball team? What would you do if you owned a basketball team? That's kind of hilarious, right? For me. But uh, he's had a dust up. And Madison Square Garden is one of those companies that have been trading at a, a value for a long time with a big fat dividend. And getting rid of a uh, owner like this could be positive if you can get a better product on the floor. Wall Street's all about product. New York Knicks owner James Dolan, who put the New York Liberty up for sale. Basketball team, not the Statue of Liberty. Although that would be interesting. What would you get for that? Put a little big old sign on the Statue of Bigotry. I mean, Liberty. Dolan, who is chairman of the Madison Square Garden and also owns the New York Rangers, said that, you know, he's out there. He's putting feelers on offering, of seeing if anyone wants to pay him $5 billion for the Knicks. $5 billion. So that's what it would cost 
He can go out and say, I'm going to go click on a lot of internet ads and raise money. I'm going to watch a lot of stupid videos and see if I can't come up with $5.1 billion or $5 billion and a dollar. Oh, what a basketball team. When does that insanity stop of uh, seeing how much sports franchises sell for? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Stock market descent continues. The bad fourth quarter of 2018 rocks on. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Not sure what this is, but it sounds like a train wreck of a bad Christmas song idea. When people try to be funny with Christmas classics, it usually falls flat, right? Costco is opening a $440 million chicken farm. Stop and think about that for a second. I know many people who go to Costco for dinner. Okay, I don't actually know one, but I've heard of people actually going to Costco for dinner. And Costco is kind of like this whole food court thing. So Costco is opening a chicken farming operation in eastern Nebraska, so they'll get 100 million chickens. It's about 40% of its yearly chicken needs. It'll allow them to partially escape the chicken monopoly run by Tyson's and Pilgrim's Pride. Stop and think about all this for just a second, right? I, I, I find that fascinating. Here's a big luxury, not luxury, a big box retailer who sells a membership. You go in and you get the free samples. And free samples are better than like Super Bowl commercials. Because you're actually trying the product versus just seeing the product. So they make money on selling to those vendors, right? Then you start thinking about, now are they a farming company now? Am I investing in a farmer? Or am I investing in a discount retailer? Uh, You see where I'm going with that with this? I'm okay with Costco. If you wanted to kind of say, I want to own some American retail, I'd own... Maybe you would do it like one-third Amazon, one-third Costco, and one-third like a... If you wanted something else, you could throw it in there, or maybe you could put it in a retail index and say that's your 5 to 7% of exposure to retail. But again, what are they? Are you a chicken farmer, or are you not a chicken farmer? So as we look at the new calendar year, what's going to happen in 2019? Well, we know a couple of themes that are already starting to like play out a little bit more this year, so we can kind of start planning for next year. I like sell-offs at the end of the year because we kind of says, okay, now where will we want to put money next year? That makes sense. It's a good time. Cloud computing chips, artificial intelligence, and digital commerce continue to be three disruptive technology trends. Cloud computing chips, artificial intelligence, and digital commerce. Corporations are shifting huge sums of their technology spending to the cloud due to its inherent cost savings and scaling advantages. While Amazon.com's Amazon Web Services, solid company, although there was some you know debate on how far Amazon could fall, maybe 50% from its current levels. Then you get Microsoft Azure and their obvious winners. Intel has quietly benefited as the main provider of server chips for the cloud. Intel's chips in the recent quarter 
sales to a cloud providers rose fifty percent. Can't get enough. Then you get players like NVIDIA and AMD. Last month, AMD came out with a new technology. Well, they unveiled the seven nanometer server chip called Rome. It's going to launch in 2019. Will there be a disruption or not? Intel's next generation server chip, 10 nanometer technology. Now I'm going to sur- uh, uh, sur- What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say the opposite of submerge. It's not going to emerge. It's not going to like show itself. I like the way you say Until that. 2020, so Intel's a little bit behind it. So AMD has a chance, if they can get it right, to run with the, the server market chip. So well, those are some of the players in server chips. Then you get Alphabet, and they're kings right now of artificial intelligence. They now have a technology over at Google that it can like make your appointments for you with a real live human. Kind of cool, huh? I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of cool. I got to sch- schedule an oil change, and about the last thing in the world I want to do is call the company and say, "Hey, can I touch your service department?" Okay, I'll transfer you. Talk to the service department. Hey, can I get an appointment? Um, when are you good? Any day after ten, Monday through Friday. And they go. It's four o'clock. Okay. I'm like, yeah, not really. It's that's way after ten. Oh, I didn't. Uh, okay, how about how about eight a.m.? I'm like, no, no, no. After ten a.m. Like, ah. Uh. So Waymo, division of Google, division of Alphabet, their autonomous driving subsidiary, Waymo. It could be a big business, and we're going to hear more about it in 2019 and definitely in 2020. Autonomous driving taxis could hit $3.8 trillion in business by 2050. And will the technology for fully autonomous vehicles be ready? Some people say 5 to 10 years. A lot of people are saying 2020. Um, I used lane assist recently. It's kind of awesome. When you're drifting into a bike lane, it kind of tells you, nope. Technology kind of turns itself off if you actually use a turn signal, which is lovely. But um, adaptive cruise control is a great feature. Automatic lights is great. Automatic wipers, uh, sensing water, easy. But none of it's truly autonomous. None of it's like just sit there and do nothing. But uh, Google's the play there, in my opinion. The next big business that they're really focused on, autonomous driving taxis. PayPal and Grubhub are two companies to look at in digital commerce. I never gave much consideration to Grubhub until recently. I was like, let's get delivery that's not pizza. And the dominant player there is Grubhub. Obviously, uh, companies like Grubhub might get acquired by companies like Uber and Lyft. And, you know, will Google buy one of those two companies? Will Amazon buy one of those two companies? Expanded e-commerce deals are continuing to be noted. PayPal made an extended deal with Facebook. So does Facebook hit something you know on the nose with digital commerce? I don't know. But PayPal made a deal with Facebook's Instagram, which could bring 40 or 50 or 60 million new accounts to PayPal. WhatsApp deal was made as well, which could produce a similar amount worldwide, keep in mind. So consumers are ordering more through their apps and through Facebook. Food delivery is an increasingly demanding service. So Grubhub has a proven track record of driving orders to restaurants at a greater velocity than its peers. So Grubhub could probably grow 25% a year annually for the next five years. 
there's a business in my local city that if you use Uber or Lyft to get there, they'll give you 10 to 25% off your bill. Cars aren't going to go away, but it's pretty cool what we're seeing. And they'd love to like package stuff up and have you pick it up, like what Grubhub does. So anyway, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. For some reason, I hate stepping on that line. Home builder sentiment drops to its lowest point in three years. That's not good. Vine and HQ Trivia co-founder Colin Kroll found dead. Too young, 34 years old. Um, HQ Trivia was this huge, massive phenomenon, and it's pulled back. Obviously, everyone wants to wait before we analyze to death these kind of things. You want to wait because obviously he's got friends, family, loved ones, and it's a difficult time of the year. Unresponsive in his bedroom in lower Manhattan. Um... You kind of hope it's not business-related. That live trivia game, HQ Trivia, and Vine. Vine kind of was kind of cool for a second. Let's do 9 or 11-second videos. So Vine was bought by Twitter in October 2012 for $30 million. The app, which let users share six-second clips, six-second share clips. And you typically view it in a loop, so you'd like have your baby walk into a closet. Oh! And then your baby's walking in the closet. Oh! So uh, Vine really never did all that great. But it did kickstart careers of influencers, YouTube stars like Logan and Jake Paul, pop artist Sean Mendes. Um, so it's too young. Uh, overdose, heroin, cocaine, not a good combination. I always stayed away from heroin and uh, cocaine because if I can drink like three sodas in a day, like you can get kind of consumed by it kind of stuff. Uh-uh. So, and when you hear about celebrities doing it again and again and again, you're like, well, maybe I should do it. And you're like, no. So, home builder sentiment drops the lowest point in three years. Trump says, it's incredible that the Federal Reserve is considering interest, hiking interest rates again. Um, you had this perfectly dubbish leader of the Federal Reserve in Janet Yellen. She wasn't going to raise interest rates aggressively or anything like that. You fire her and you replace her with a guy who's raising interest rates. And Trump's upset. Healthcare stocks are plunging today after the federal judge rules Obamacare is unconstitutional. So if you have healthcare, or if you don't have healthcare, today may be one of those days where you're like, well, Rob said they're plunging, and he tends to like things when they're falling. But hospital and health insurer stocks plunged in pre-market trading. So after a Texas judge ruled Barack Obama's signature health law, the Affordable Care Act, was unconstitutional. So you're seeing names of Cigna and Humana, both down 4%. Healthcare services company, Centene, down 7.5%. Molina Healthcare, down 8%. Um, so off we go to challenge it in court. The American Medical Association called the ruling an unfortunate step backward for our health system and warned the decision could destabilize health insurance coverage. No one wants to go back to the days of 20% of the population uninsured and fewer patient protections. So... Where do we go from here now that all of the children have grown up?
So the Affordable Care Act, you can buy the New York Knicks for $5 billion. That's kind of interesting. You look at the new calendar year, 2019, and the best part about this time of year is people like to predict what's going to happen next year. And uh, some top stock picks for 2019. You'll see lists come out. Barron's did a, a conglomeration pick, and they like Alphabet, Apple, Bank of America, BlackRock, Caterpillar, Chevron, Daimler Chrysler, Delta Airlines. Those are all very much so similar names that you could have put on the list in 2017 for 2018. So the list of the top 10 picks by Barron's, Alphabet, Apple, Bank of America, BlackRock, Caterpillar, Chevron, Daimler, and Delta Airlines. You also get Toll Brothers and Energy Transfer. Energy Transfer is a leading energy pipeline operator. In 2018, if you had picked these 10 stocks, you were down a negative 2.2 percentage points. When the market was up, you know, higher, uh, maybe trailing the 2018 markets by 4%. Uh, um, 2017, the selection stopped the S P 500 by 7 percentage points. So when Barron's picks a top 10 list, some years are better than others. It's a good list to look at. There's no reason not to, because then you go, I wonder why they did this. So why did they pick in 2017, you know, Ally Financial or Google? So Ally Financial was down 16% for them. But Anthem Healthcare was up 26%. Berkshire Hathaway just up 3.2%. So it's always interesting to look like, why would they do that? Why would they pick this? Why would they pick that? So that's Baron's top 10 picks for 2019. Would I recommend you go out and do exactly them? No. But again, if you read Baron's, you'll see some of the reasons why they, they like these stocks. For instance, they like Apple because it's down 20%. In the wake of disappointing earnings report in September quarter, Wall Street has reacted to weak guidance for the current quarter. A lot of production cut back of iPhone suppliers. And the company's move to stop disclosing unit sales and basically said, you know, the stock could be headed lower. From a valuation standpoint, it looks attractive. If iPhones drop 5 to 10% in demand, you could see Apple trading at 13 times projected earnings, all the way down to 11. Um, I, I, I think that's a good time to potentially go after it. Their high, rev, their high margin revenues including the App Store, Apple Music, Apple Care, rose 24% last year. The company could package some of those services into iPhones and kind of stimulate demand. I saw that Verizon was giving away six months of Apple Music. It was kind of packaging things to get you to do a transaction. I've always liked the big banks, like, and I think there's six of them now. Bank of America, Citigroup, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, Morgan Stanley, and Wells Fargo. Um... Most of them have, you know, wealth management franchises that are lucrative consumer banking franchises. They're like big, 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 big names. So take a look at a big bank stock if your portfolio hasn't been looked at in the recent months and weeks or years. So stocks fell hard on Friday. So no rebound out of the opening on 2000 um, on the 17th of the month. Will we see a rebound? Will we not see a rebound as the coming days come? It's tough to imagine because um, Goldman Sachs, a big financial company, is under investigation in Malaysia. That's kind of a cloud on a big company. And then you get healthcare stocks, a big part of our economy. It's got the Obamacare ruling against them. 
So a big part of our economy is under attack. Hedge funds are bailing on, they're, they're having another bad year. So hedge funds right now are doing what are called redemptions. And someone will call their, their hedge fund manager and say, hey, I love you, man. I love you too, man. Hey, can you send me uh, my money because uh, you underperformed? Uh, no, man, I can't. I'd have to sell some of my winners or I'd have to sell all my losers. And I don't want to do that. Sorry, I need that money. Okay, man. Okay, bro. Next time, bro. So as people sell inside their hedge funds to raise money, it could create a drag on the market. So sometimes a negative market begets a more negative market. So that's out there. Oh, how to pick and choose stocks. That's something I've always been very cautious on like promoting because I, I, I think it's more difficult than something you could boil down to on radio. We're not talking about like buying Twinkies. Twinkies are golden delicious. Who doesn't want golden delicious? Twinkies have a filling that might be made of nuclear material. Probably not, but they might. And that's where investing becomes tricky. So a growing economy and a resilience to a stronger dollar, higher tariffs. And then you go, I'm going to look at, you know, small cap companies in the United States. And that's where you're going to get the least amount of information. It's the big ones that are, everyone knows everything about. It's the small ones that could sneak under the radar, which could be good for you, but it could also be very, very bad for you. So be careful trying to pick stocks, especially the smaller ones. Uh, if you take a look at some small cap funds, uh, like a, you know, a, a dry house small cap growth fund, you can see what they're picking, and that's not a bad thing. You know, like one of the picks in that fund is the Planet Fitness. I know you're saying, the Planet Fitness? I, I, I know I've been driven by Planet Fitnesses. It holds up well in a slow economic environment due to high value proposition for its members at just $10 a month. Earnings are expected to increase over 19% year over year. Continued sales growth in existing locations and new gym openings. So small cap companies can do quite well. And the stories behind them are quite interesting. Uh, maybe sexier than Apple, you know. What's Apple going to invent next, right? An augmented, well, maybe it is kind of exciting to have an augmented reality headset that can you know, judge your brain waves and tell you if you're having a heart attack or not. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. If 2017 was the year of Bitcoin and 2018 was the year of marijuana stocks, what did really well in 2018 from Bitcoin that didn't do well in, or that did well in 2017? Not much. 2017 wasn't the golden heyday. Maybe it was of Bitcoin. I've heard there's Bitcoin ATMs now. It's like, hmm, I'm going to deposit $200,000 so I can get buy into more Bitcoin, right? Um, I'll, just, I'll just carry a cashier's check with me. Hit the ATM. Um, so Bitcoin was kind of um, sexy in 2017, not so much in 2018. Marijuana was kind of sexy in 2018. Towards the end of 2018, not so much. So what do we expect for 2019? All right, all right, all right. <clears throat> Constellation Brands is a top pick of an analyst from Cohen. All right, all right, all right. He sees it as a top stock idea of 2019. That's interesting. Highlighting the brewer's revenue growth, profitability, and investment in cannabis. I know some people like to get high and some people like to get buzzed. Uh, so having another way of doing that seems to be a smart push by Constellation. 
to kind of diversify, but also get exposure to a faster growing category versus a, maybe a maturing line. When I was growing up, there was always TV commercials for Bud Light and Coors Light. I don't notice them as much anymore during football games, but growing up, they were, they were everywhere. It feels like you know, it tastes great, less filling, tastes great, less filling. Um, so times changed. I think we kind of like, we found new ways to get buzzed. Maybe it was um, spirits, flavored vodka. Maybe it was something like marijuana or uh, marijuana-infused beverages, edibles. We found new ways to get buzzed. Maybe it was craft beers that killed Bud Light, Coors Light. But you don't see them marketed as much anymore. Cannabis investment is a strategic long-term investment for Constellation brands that should pay dividends. But we still haven't sorted out everything that we need to sort out with what the heck is going on with marijuana. Is it going to be legal? Is it not going to be legal? Is it going to be all the states? Is it going to be some of the states? Is it going to be most of the states? Is it going to be banned? So Constellation Brands makes Coronas. And they've made a $4 billion investment into canopy growth. Shares have fallen about 15%, providing savvy investors with potentially a good entry point. Constellation's brands have relatively healthy revenue growth in the U.S., beer market and again there's not that many beer makers anymore they've all kind of acquired each other so that that's out there as maybe the best stock idea of 2019 that's just from one analyst he doesn't know you but they see best in class in revenue from their beer from their strong profitability so the said the svedka vodka Producer said in August that it's invested about $4 billion into the marijuana growth, Canopy Growth, one of its largest bets today. And, uh, you know, Coke has said, you know, we're thinking about it, Coca-Cola, but we don't want to ruin our brand name, so we're thinking about it right now. We're considered good, wholesome American cleanliness, right? Coca-Cola. But even that damn, that brand image has been dinged in the last few years with the let's demonize sugar. Products like low-calorie Corona Premier and Corona Familiar a beer targeted to Hispanic drinkers, have revitalized the popular Mexican brand. And again, think about supply and demand and product on Wall Street. Everything's product to me. So that's all I got. A little pot investment idea for you. It's all broker advisor for taking any action on any stocks mentioned during the show. He needs that sticky icky for his glaucoma. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what to say to that. Yeah. We'll just go on that. Health insurers getting hit today. Insurance stocks getting hit today. Anthem, United, Sigma, Humana. Hospital stocks getting hit, all tied towards, you know, a judge's ruling in the Fifth Court of Appeals, Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Uh, They're going to hear the next case on whether or not Obamacare is legal or not. And... I would say the Republicans are winning strategically at this point in time by the judges they've placed in the court system. So, winning. Johnson & Johnson. I, I'm not even going to look at this one. I don't want to. I hope you don't own Johnson & Johnson. But their baby powder, their talc powder, has been linked to cancer. And uh, Some people are going as far as to say things like it has asbestos in it. So I don't really want to touch that one because um, I think about baby powder and I know like it was used on me and I know it was used on my sister. 
So I know it's kind of been phased out recently by newer moms, but again, just to show you, that, you know, some of the things you know you're thinking about, maybe not the best idea. FedEx is expanding to e-commerce delivery options. They're thinking for retailers of adding FedEx Extra Hours, a service that enables participant retailers to fulfill e-commerce orders into the evening and receive late pickups by FedEx Express with next day local delivery and two-day shipping. So that seems to be pretty smart. You know how Amazon's really pushing us to you know use Prime and then you know two-day delivery is turned into one-day delivery, just same-day delivery. So FedEx said, you know, hey... We're not going to just be a nine to five company anymore. We're thinking about going, you know, nine to nine a.m. to maybe midnight. Is that what they do to keep themselves real and present and you know, important? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.